Welcome to The Power of a Graceful Leader with Alexis Thompson. Join us as we explore ways to access your deep inner wisdom, learn what it looks and feels like so that you can find your own path to integration, flow, and alignment, awakening the graceful leader within you. And now, here's your host, Alexis Thompson. Hello and welcome to The Power of a Graceful Leader. I'm glad you're here with me. And I'm uber excited because I have Bill and Bob here with me. Uh, They are co-founders of the Leadership Circle Profile, a tool and system I use in my own practice with amazing transformational results, personally and with others. Uh, So I want to take a minute to tell you a little bit about both of them. So Bill loves people and is passionate about relationships, leadership, and business. He's a serial entrepreneur who has started, owned, and sold multiple businesses. As a founder and CEO of Leadership Circle, a premier leadership consulting firm, Bill brings 30 years of experience to his clients, the CEOs of major Fortune 500 corporations, nonprofits, and private equity startups. In addition, Bill recently co-authored Mastering Leadership, an Integrated Framework for Breakthrough Performance and Extraordinary Results, and Scaling Leadership, Building Organizational Capability and Capacity to Create Outcomes that Matter the Most. As a trusted advisor, teacher, consultant, and coach, he works with CEOs and top teams fulfilling the promise of leadership. And with him is Bob Anderson. Bob has dedicated his career to exploring the intersects between leadership and personal mastery, as well as between competence and consciousness. The creator and author of the Leadership Circle Profile, an integrated innovative leadership assessment tool, Bob is a true pioneer in the field of leadership development and research. As the founder, as a founder of Leadership Circle, Bob lends his expertise to developing practitioners, much like me, around the globe to carry out this powerful work with their clients and leaders. In addition, Bob recently co-authored Mastering Leadership, an integrated framework for breaking perform- breakthrough performance and extraordinary business results, and scaling leadership, building organizational capacity and capability to create outcomes that matter most. Wow. Um, so I just want to dive right in with them and we'll take you on this wonderful and magical conversation into grace. So there much we go. To my, so- much to my chagrin. No, actually it's an honor. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You've got a sense of us now. <laughs> good, good. So they're the authors and creators of mastering leadership and scaling leadership. And then the tool that they've created in the leadership circle and the community that they've created there has been foundational, both in my own evolution and in the evolution of every leader I've worked with since I've acquired those tools. So I was sharing as we were getting ready for the podcast that there's been two or three, maybe four books or bodies of work, this being one of them that has been underpinning for my own development. So when I look upon where I am in my life, I never forget these guys in that conversation, both internally and externally. So thank you for your time. Thank you for answering your own callings and doing the work that you've done to help so many people enter into this graceful conversation. Yeah. So thank you. Thank yeah, you. you're welcome. So um, we're here today to just talk about grace, both at large. We can do macro, we can go micro. Um, we have some questions that are kind of standard to dive into, and I'll pose the first one. And we'll just see where this takes us and enjoy the journey together. I'm really looking forward to it. So the big first question is, what is the role that grace plays in your life? I'll start. Um, I was on retreat 
a few years ago. And um, I woke up in the morning in a dark room and <clears throat> there in big, bold, yellow letters, E equals MC squared. Oh. And I, I was stunned. I'd never had an experience like that. I closed my eyes. I shook my head. They're still there. And uh, I was like, what the hell is this? And, and then, then I noticed, well, wait a minute, I'm on retreat. Maybe they're, you know, pay attention. And that began a series of what I, and it's, this is not a new, a new experience for me, but it began a series of downloads about very specific things like science, physics, and so on. Wow. And so I've written some of that up and it's been the foundation of some new work along the lines of this very conversation integral leadership informed by grace, informed, uh, right? Uh -huh. And so this process of how do we open ourselves to being informed by what's trying to come through. Uh -huh. And that is grace. So our work more is moving more and more toward how do we help leaders live, speak, act, move from grace, from what's okay. trying to be spoken through them, from what's authoring them, not, 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 not so much anymore self-authored, but what's authoring <laughs> me. And um, so all of that has become a practice for us. Yes. I'm going to come back to the practice for sure. Yeah. yeah I, um, I love the question, Lexi, around uh, what does it mean in my life? Um, in front of me is informed and guided by grace. And uh, that emerged out and came in. Uh, I'm, Believing six, seven, eight years ago, Bob and I were doing work with a group of our uh, practitioners and colleagues in Spain. And um, we're on Zoom, and I'm sitting in this office. Uh, the uh, camera actually is turned around, and I'm uh, behind me on uh, my shoulders. I can see the mountains that sit back of me here. Uh, just south of me. And this was an early morning meeting in Spain and the sun had not come up yet. Mm. And so I'm looking at this group of practitioners and uh, all of a sudden uh, I paid attention. I noticed and behind me uh, on the camera was the sun coming up over the mountain, which I experienced with a global group, some center in Spain and Bob and I here in the US and elsewhere. And uh, it was a moment of clarity around what it meant to actually occupy and be part of this universe with everyone else. And I just sat in gratitude and um, I was, kind of dual tracking at that moment, you know, duality in my attention and presence. And three things came out for me. One was informed and guided by grace. Mm -hmm. 
Second was generosity of spirit. Mm-hmm. And third was living in gratitude. <laughs> yeah. And I realized that that was just who I am and who I want to aspire to be. And uh, it's been literally uh, another level of guide for me ever since. So the guided and informed by grace, uh, what that is in my life is, it is my life. It's everything. It's everything. And I'm so grateful for it. I'm so grateful for it. Yeah. Yeah. Do do you find that, um, or have you found that as this has been unfolding for you over the years, that there's been any resistance or exhaustion around it? Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, there's a conversation. How long do we have today? The, uh, <laughs> the resistance is that comes up in me has a lot to do with being uh, undefended. And uh, those two things operate simultaneously. So when I hit upon those areas of resistance, like I had one this morning with the CHRO of a large company mm-hmm. as a transition we're going through and one of my clients and I, I ran into the resistance and I was being informed by grace and not wanting, Bob knows exactly what I'm talking about, not uh, actually being ready to let go of and enter into. Yes. And I sat there in that conversation entirely, this is two hours ago, entirely uh, amazed by my gratitude for being in a conversation I did not want to be in. And here I am. Mm-hmm. And oh, by the way, uh, be conscious about what you ask for and what you enter into. And so, yeah, all the time. That's a constant for me. It's not exhausting, however, in Good. the way that it used to be. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the, la- the exhaustion ebbs because the awareness increases? Uh, yeah, the, re- the awareness increases and the, uh, re- the resistance enables the awareness to increase even more. Yeah. And now it's not necessarily like that, but it's like, mm-hmm. oh, there it is. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Yesterday we finished uh, nine sessions on integral leadership informed by grace, informed by unity. And I was exhausted afterwards. I literally, um, instead of hitting accept on a bunch of calendar invites, I hit delete. And it's like my mind was not altogether here. Yeah. And so there is a way is when you open up to really being informed, it, um, there's a certain um, conditioning that's required. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. Like your, your, your physical system has to learn to hold that much current. Yeah. And um, so I do feel exhaustion in the sense of, of that, but also uh, it's self-renewing. Mm-hmm. So um, life-giving. So there's that. Then, and then the other thing I would say is that um, grace, this being informed, being authored by, mm-hmm. um, is a jealous lover. It, it wants more of me mm-hmm. than I feel ready to step into. Mm. And... and so I meet the smaller places in myself, and that requires work. 
It requires um, shadow work. It requires dropping deep into the core places where I restrict or constrict or go offline or go into fear and contraction. And when, it, when you're trying to run current through that contraction, it is exhausting. So what I meet when I feel that exhaustion is a layer of contraction in me that's not yet fully able to just hold that much yeah. of who I really am. Yeah, I think that's a, a really brilliant segue into the first tenet in my book around mind, body, and soul. And so most of us have heard that for many, many years, and um, we've commercialized it a fair amount, I would say. So, you know, it's yoga. <laughs> yoga is the answer to all of these things. And I definitely believe it's part of, it could be part of your solution. Um, but what I have found in this deep dive into grace is that um, the integration of those three things is, uh, how do I say this? Like, it's not serendipitous in the beginning. It's bumpy and grumpy and gritty and messy where one of those three things, my mind, my body, or my soul might be online and ready to roll. And the other two are lagging or one is lagging mm-hmm. and, and constantly trying to keep those three in some kind of a homeostasis so that I can up-level my own ability to transfer light to be the being that I'm here to be um, has been in itself exhilarating. And the other side is exhausting. And so do you have a, you mentioned you have a practice. Do you have a practice that you use that integrates two or all part, all three of those parts of who we are or other parts that you've identified that you bring into your practice? Personal practice for me is uh, really starts with and uh, often completes in any given day of uh, prayer and meditation. And uh <laughs> When I'm not active in my practice, everything else doesn't uh, energetically flow. Yeah. So this morning, um, I literally, an an hour before uh, my meeting started, was up here and working that practice and knowing full well that I would not be present for and show up in the way I needed to. And yet I had no idea why that was gonna happen. Uh, 30 minutes into the conversation, I knew. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've gotta be more present here and integrated mm-hmm. um, than I ever realized. And I got surprised by what came through mm. and what came out. Mm. It's like, wow, listen to those words. Mm-hmm. So I'm listening to my own speaking in that moment the mm-hmm. observer out here going, that would not have happened without that practice. And I quite frankly um, just have to thank Bob for that because uh, as I've observed and worked with Bob in our partnership for all these years now, uh, he's been so diligent at that. And it was something that I had to actually add. The integration piece of that, when I'm physically not on it, yeah. Uh, the integration physically, that's usually the place that I don't do my job in the way yep. that I need to do my work. And now it shows up more than it ever did. Yep. So 
the meditation and the prayer uh, starts with that. It doesn't end there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I would say that the physical part is the lagging. Like this morning I woke up and I had a hard time just getting in my body. I knew I needed to be here with you and that takes physical <laughs> connection. So I went upstairs and yeah. I was stretching and chanting and going, come on, you can come back in here for a little while. It's going to be okay. <laughs> so I understand. Oh, yeah. I relate to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Acknowledge too in Bill's story that what, what he's describing is the practical application and the business relevance of this. Mm-hmm. The ability to relocate yourself as you're, yeah. you're describing in a moment where, you know, th- this isn't the meeting I thought I was going to be in. This yeah. is a whole different level of conflict or struggle or whatever. And you're knocked off center or could be knocked off center. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you're, you have the capacity to, to, to locate yourself at a, and source yourself from a very deep place. And then you are open. You are that practice of the morning prayer and meditation mm-hmm. takes over. And all of a sudden he described it. I saying things like I'm watching or hearing words come out of my mouth that are surprising. Yes. And when that's happening, it's magical. It is. And, and it's very powerful. And this is what I think is the deeper level of executive presence. Mm-hmm. It means to be fully present, yeah. body, mind, soul, and speaking from that presence and listening from, receiving from that presence. Yeah. And then um, you actually are resonating a field of transmission where people just get it. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Somebody just spoke the truth. Yeah. Yeah. That, and that, that would be, I think, a prime demonstration of grace moving through you, right? Right. It's, and, it's not of you all. The, you know, it's, it really is a process that you're allowing to come through you. Yeah. And then, then ego <laughs> steps in and wants to make it about it. <laughs> Look how smart I am and clever. Oh, I am. am I impressive? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. All, yeah, yeah. I, last, last night I was in a conversation with a really dear friend, and um, being what I do for a living, I do, I don't necessarily miss cues about good communication and safety, psychological safety, and I had totally botched it the night before in a really big way. And she looked at me last night at dinner and right in the eye and said, you really disappointed me. Mm -hmm. And I had to sit there and stay in the body because I was like, oh, I'm out, you know, like, see ya. (laughs) And I just had to let that come in and let it be and reckon gently. You know, I used to reckon like a wrecking ball with it, you know, make myself really negative self-talk around it. There's a difference when you have grace, I think, to allow it in create yeah. safety for self, and then do a gentle reckoning and yeah. stay in place. It's so hard to do all those things at one time. Yeah. So true. You know, the uh, practice of um, receiving grace mm-hmm. is so big in my life and in our lives mm-hmm. in the way you just described it. Mm-hmm. Uh, grace in the moment for self mm-hmm. uh, and the gentleness that comes with that versus the wrecking ball. Mm-hmm. Um, big difference. Yeah. And uh, that's where 
uh, grace is active for me. Yeah. And uh, makes all the difference. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. So tenant, tenant two, or the next tenant to explore is the alignment of self and soul. And in the book, I'd make the distinction. There's lots of different distinctions, but you guys are part of my, the way I got there is through your work, quite frankly. So, you know, self being the self and soul being the observer or the, uh, the something different than this human body and the ego and the character that's been developed over time and experience. So um, one of the questions here is, are you clear about what your purpose, mission, or purposelessness, I'm learning as well, is this time around the sun? Yes. I think we're clear about that more than this time around the sun. Clear about that and why Bill and I came in together to do this work together. Yeah. This is how we hold it. We actually signed up for finding each other and bringing in the work that's coming through. So I think we are clear. Yeah. And that's been a a lifelong practice for me and for both of us to stalk that longing. Mm. Stalk it like a hunter can stalk. And Bill is a hunter. (laughs) You know, like, how do you track the deer? How do you, Mm -hmm. you really... Follow what's what's beckoning you forward. How long has it been since you had that recognition? Because I really don't know the answer to this. So I'm really curious of each other as calling each other in to do this work. Well, it just uh, uh, sort of happened in the first uh, five minutes that Bob and I met face to face on screen. And, uh, we had been searching at my company at that time, a consulting firm that I founded in 1984 uh, with a group of folks. We've been looking for new work around leadership and assessment and uh, sent out one of our best researchers, uh, Gail. And Gail found Bob and uh, we stepped right into the work and Bob had done a, a culture uh, assessment, honestly, your culture assessment is now the collective leadership assessment. And uh, I had my team on uh, the call and Bob stepped in to debrief it. And I, I would guess literally three to four or five minutes into the call, I said, Anderson, Ohio, do you have a brother that is the president of DTE Energy or a cousin or something? And they said, yeah, that's my brother. I said, well, that's my client. And, uh, oh, by the way, we both have a background in agriculture from very different ways. And, oh, by the way, what it means to. And it went on and on and on. And that took us, I think, probably six minutes. Wow. Oh, you were born in June of 55? Uh, so it was stalking us. Mm. It was stalking us, and it's been that way ever since. And I don't know, Bob, 12 years ago, more? I don't even remember. I lose track of the, that, but yeah, I know it. And then when you, when you really get how different we are, mm-hmm. we are mutton <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, that's been difficult. Yep. And, and working through it beautifully uh 
and messily, however, there's a synergy which has emerged and it's really, really clear that I couldn't have done what's unfolded without Bill and his unique gifts and talents and energy and vice versa. So yeah. it's in some ways looking back, it just becomes obvious. Yes. Right. It's like, Oh, of course. And so we just hold it that way. No, we're here to do this together. Mm-hmm. Well, and let's, let's, let's uh, go right in. Actually on applying grace there. Please. Significant portion of this partnership that we have, and we're graced by and grateful for is the grace within the partnership, mm. the extension of grace on Bob's part to me uh, and the extension of grace on my part to Bob is absolutely critical. Uh, it's made all the difference. And Bob uh, literally is without guile. Um, mm. He's extended grace to me at times and in situations where I'm not sure I would have done the same in return. Mm-hmm. And that's required in a partnership. That's required in a relationship. I mean, uh, Cindy, who's my partner in life, um, what exists inside our relationship is the extension of grace systemically within that relationship that at some level uh, surfaces in and above everything else that makes it work. And uh, wow, was that ever taught me? How do I extend myself? to the other mm-hmm. and grace becomes the tenant for that. Mm-hmm. And uh, that makes up all the difference. Yeah. That's a really beautiful reminder. Do you both experience your, your partnership here together and your significant others? If, if that's relevant, that, you know, there's the, there's the you and the other, and then there's the relationship energy source that the, the three of those things, although deeply connected are also have their own vibration essence, their own needs, their own wants, you know, do you experience that? I'm not sure how to respond to that. I was. As you're thinking, Bob, yeah. um, there's a resonance in the A Bob, the B, Bill, and the C, the relationship for us mm-hmm. that um, is unique to this partnership, that C relationship, that system that's created. Mm-hmm. The same thing exists with uh, my partnership with Cindy. Yeah. Um, we have something there that um, the resonance and the vibration that exists in that relationship as it comes together and when it's apart is different than anything else. Yeah. When my brother, uh, my, I can't believe I'm doing that. When my brother uh, committed suicide, mm. the first person after I got off the phone with my sister and talked to Cindy, the first person I called was Bob. Yeah. And he was profoundly and deeply there for me in that relationship in that time. And uh, the next thing that, happened was as I made my way back from Hawaii to be home is Bob showed up here Mm. in Salt Lake City and extension of grace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm going to speak to that in a couple of ways. Practically Um, Bill wrote me something this week in an email that was a challenge. Um, 
And it's a challenge that has, for me, some heart wrapped around it. Mm-hmm. And I think a, a version of me, five-year-old version, five years ago, version of me would have been like, you know. Mm-hmm. And I took it in, and it was also wrapped in, the email came wrapped in, I realized that this could be hard for you or have, have layers of loss in this. Mm. So there was, I could feel his heart in the email in the mm-hmm. midst of a constructive challenge. Mm-hmm. And I so trust that, that I could then not react from that place, mm-hmm. but actually just say, yes, you're right. There is some, and I really want to talk with you about that. And yeah. I know we haven't had that conversation yet. I know that when we do, it's going to be a heartful conversation yeah. about um, a sensitive it, a business issue mm-hmm. it has real feeling associated with it. And mm-hmm. so um, I think leaders get caught here. They haven't developed that capacity mm-hmm. to be in the business conversations with all of the, all of the feelings of transition and loss and risk and fear and ego need, all of that, and hold it with grace. Making room for the other to be not this unified self, you know. (laughs) But like, no, this really pisses me off. Yes. This really is hard. (laughs) I get that it's ego, but it's really like I don't want to go there. And 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 to be in that together is where the synergy comes in. So when you talk about the, you know, part of what I'm Part of what I'm playing with or learning now is that where two or more are gathered, there's an amplification. Oh, of, is there? Right. right? And, yeah. and both from the standpoint of this, this kind of stuff, but also from the catalytics of okay. creating. So when you can create that resonant field between you, mm-hmm. um, at a frequency, and this is not, woo-woo new age language this is actually now physics i've been working in learning in the area of physics for the last four ever since that e equals mc squared Mm -hmm. and i've been astounded by what is emerging on the edges of Mm -hmm. sciences and so there is a coherent resonance that then uh, allows information to travel in on the carrier wave yeah rather than it's out of sync with the carrier wave. So when two or more are gathered, there is um, an amplification of what can come through. Yes. And, um, but that takes the kind of uh, work that we're describing here in your relationship and yeah. creating a, a, a field. And, and so um, our experience of having really worked through stuff is that it gets more and more synergistic. Mm-hmm. In terms of the work that we're trying to do together, strategy, uh, a creation of IP, um, you know, solving business issues, being clear on a merger acquisition. What are we really, what's really going on here? You know, all of that. Yeah. And all of those have like 42 points of triggering possibility. <laughs> <And> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, there are I no get small it. things when you start to say, well, what's the future of this business that we've co-founded? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Are you are you guys in the conversation of mm, legacy with the business? Is that yeah? Absolutely. Um, which includes the where is it we deploy ourselves? Yeah. Uh, both of us are all in. Um, you know, God willing, in the crypto, right? As my dad used to say on the ranch, as long as we can, we both want to be in the business and continue to contribute and have it in the right hands, um, which includes the way that we change our leadership role, uh, what it is we focus on now, where it is that we collaborate and work together um, and do more co-creation, where it is that we go separately in order to, to double up um, mm-hmm. and play it out. So that's all an ongoing piece. And I think that happens in all, I mean, in partnerships my whole life and uh, their heart. Yeah, um, working in partnership, being on a top team and working in a team or being on any team. Um, Bob's talks about where two or more are gathered. Uh, the completion of that is uh, there I am also. Mm. And uh, that brings in uh, the universe in a way, the source in a way that mm. doesn't happen otherwise. And that happens in relationships. So yeah. the key of relationship is that, you know, I loved what you said. She said to me, I'm disappointed in you. Mm-hmm. And man, I can exit my body pretty fast. Mm-hmm. If I consciously choose to stay in, I'm in that relationship in that moment where two or more are gathered and then grace comes in. Yes. If I stay with it. And yes. that grace allows forward movement mm-hmm. and healing. And all of those things would not happen otherwise. No. But that's not easy to stay in. Mm-mm. Are you kidding me? I, I got a good exit strategy. That off ramp, man, that can happen quickly. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Being mm-hmm. in my body, I get it. Yeah. And it's just that, I mean, when I answered the calling to get up in these mountains and do the work that I'm being called to do, the interesting part of that was in the moment, I knew the off ramp because it's very well it's got grooves in the pavement for me running it so often, <laughs> but I also knew that that was no longer, it's no longer viable. There, there's, there is no more off ramp, even though it's there. And so, yeah. Um, and if I really am going to be light and love and all the things that go into that, and that's not all pretty all the time, that being still is usually the, the course of action. And I learned a lot of that through Adashante's work. You know, I went on a silent retreat with him years and years ago now, but just the ability to be still. And so my new mantra is to stay connected, but not attached. Beautiful. And it's challenging. <laughs> that's work. <laughs> yeah. So you, that's a really good segue into um, the connecting piece or the tenant around connecting self and universe. Um, in, in our work and definitely in your work, through your words and the things that you do with leadership circle, we talk about collective or we talk about groups or we talk about things bigger than self. And I'm just using collective here as a word. When you use that, is there another meaning or a way people should or could view collective group, humanity, unity, universe, wherever you want to go with that? (laughs) No small question, I know. Yeah, jump in, Bob. 
Well, our mission statement ends with um, we're, I'll just start a play with it, but it's we're here to awaken mm-hmm. to our inherent unity. That's part of our mission statement. Mm-hmm. It ends with inherent unity. Yeah. Um, which we hold as fundamental reality, that reality is fundamentally, fundamentally in science means foundational bot, you know, like rock bottom. Here's what everything springs from or builds off of. Mm-hmm. First principle is unity. Not separateness. It expresses itself as exquisite div- diversity, mm-hmm. which we have such a problem with. <laughs> Gender, race, our relationship with the environment. Mm -hmm. so on but um, from first principle we are each other we are literally emerging from the same source we're not separate at the level of self and soul Mm -hmm. we are not and so how do we right in society now, which I think is the challenge for leaders collectively, talk collective at the bigger level. Mm-hmm. I think the challenge that leaders need to really take on board is not merely managing successfully through VUCA. Mm-hmm. Right? That's required. We have to do that for sure. And that's challenging enough. I think it's no, we have to rebuild, rewrite civilization from first principle. We literally have to create a new order. Because yeah. this one this one is not gonna work. We can see that. It's not gonna work. It's, it's not working, working now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I'm in, you know, earlier on, I don't remember if it was before we say hit record or not when I Explained here at Ubuntu, we're we're creating a new way of living together. Some of it new, some of it been done, some done well, some not done well. But the legal system just alone isn't built for that. It's built for this is yours and this is mine. You know, there's not a lot of we in there. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's been really challenging. And I've taken on a couple of groups with attorneys and I'm not my profession, although I'm intrigued by law. Um, to kind of find how can we not necessarily even break the system, just create the new system, you know, and create an off ramp to it somewhere along the way. But it's been, it's been really interesting um, to embark on just that one little part of all of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, he's just said in combination with Bob, like see the height of the weight, and what that means and unity, inherent unity and from source uh, for me, from God Mm -hmm. and the way that I frame that and live in that and uh, coming to that notion of uh, what wants to inform me, what is calling me and is greater than I. In fact, the I doesn't exist. Yes. Very minuscule, you know, mm-hmm. very, it's just small. And, uh, you know, literally, um, Old Testament Isaiah talks about 
being a grasshopper and I got it. I got mm-hmm. my place in the universe, right? Mm-hmm. And what that means, it doesn't mean, however, that the I can't have impact in service of. Correct. And it's what am I in service of? Mm-hmm. And what is it that I'm willing to give over my life's blood for and committed to? Yeah. So Sunday I was teaching um, class out of the Old Testament and, uh, you know, in my faith tradition and I was having a conversation around the planet. Mm. I was raised on a cattle ranch in Wyoming, Idaho, Utah. Uh, no one would have said in the early days, I can remember the bumper stickers on the back of my dad's truck. No one had said in the early days that uh, we were environmentalists. And uh, yet we could not live and function unless we took care of the land yeah. and stewarded the land. Mm-hmm. And I sat in this conversation on Sunday and I said, uh, we've been extorting the land Mm-hmm. which goes directly to and the universe and the planet goes directly to scripture for me. And uh, that's not okay. Mm-mm. That's not okay. So I may not have defined myself an environmentalist, but I am now. Yeah. And all of what that means. And I could just see literally, including on Cindy, on my wife, I could literally see the kind of surprise on her face. It's like, mm. what happened to you? And I just, <laughs> I blamed it on Bob, of course. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, but there is no, uh, literally no uh, inability to reconcile that. That is reconciliation. Mm -hmm. So part of the inherent unity, part of the unity is reconciling, uh, reconciliation, reconciling what was and what is. Yeah. And coming home to that. And that's, I think, up for all of us right now. Yeah. When it goes right to this informed by grace, because yes. if we really get that that's the challenge before us, nobody knows what that looks like. Nobody knows how. It's, it's unfigureoutable. Mm-hmm. There is an emergent future that's trying to come through. And, oh, it's hard. To, you can't see it yet. Mm-mm. And so we have to literally invent a new future from the unknown. Yeah. And it's so exciting. <laughs> and so the principle is the information is there. Yeah. It's a the field that's informing everything mm-hmm. from source condition, from mm-hmm. source as source can be tapped, can be accessed, and we can be informed about what's trying to come through. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and where two or more are gathered, there's a more resonant field. This is dialogue, dialogos. Mm-hmm. There's a field that can be created of safety and at a very expanded bandwidth mm-hmm. that allows for new, innovative, surprising ideas, innovations, breakthroughs to emerge in, in the space or in someone in the group or whatever. Yeah. Not, we're not smart enough to, to, to figure it out individually. Uh, we need the collective. Mm-hmm. And that collective needs to be informed by a larger intelligence's you know, yeah. Right. 
That yeah. is the source condition that is form informing everything. I think one of the most potent places that I've experienced this is, I don't know if you know Lynn Taggart's work about around intention. So a few, yeah. I guess a few years ago now, I joined an intention group in her master class, and we still work together every other Saturday because wow. it is so big. It is so powerful. It's so loving. Um, and the things that we've been able to hold for each other and manifest into the world for, for each other, with each other. I mean, it's, a, oh, it's, a, it's own book. It would be unbelievable. I have to put it under fantasy, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been, it's been a really potent place for me to really understand through experience mm-hmm. and observation in my humanness, that very thing. It's been, it's been wonderful. Yeah. yeah, big. Yeah, we're playing with, um, uh, we're developing here with at Ubuntu uh, something called Grace Circles. So as you know in the book, and both of you have identified that gratitude is, that's our, that's my foundation. Like that's the thing I walk on and into and of every minute of every day. And um, when you, you, when you have a gratitude practice, however you have it, and you enter into that field, it's combustible. It can be yes. consuming. So you do have to be ready and, and have done all your work to be able to hold that space and not fry your system. But it is, um, it's a pretty amazing place to be. And I don't, you know, we talk about love and love heals. And I, I, I love all those bumper stickers and believe it. This is the one place in these gray circles that I've been able to actually feel mm that resonance of love that has been absolutely untainted with expectation. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Have you guys had experiences like that anywhere in your journeys? With, uh, yeah, I'm having one now. So um, both in this conversation as well as what's going on right now with uh, our own organization. So uh, this weekend, got news that um, one of people that uh, we partner with and just love by the name of Sammy uh, lives in Nairobi, has our practice in the East Africa, um, very young in his 30s, had a stroke. Oh. And um, he's still in uh, high uh, care, ID, uh, which is our equivalent of the ICU. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe gets out of there the next 50 hours, you know, two, three days uh, into the ward to prepare for home care. As uttering a few words, um, paralyzed on his left side, his, uh, you know, <laughs> swallowing reflex has not started up. So he's being fed by a tube, have to be fed through the, you know, it goes on and on and on. Uh, we reached out to our family. Uh, business family and I let them know on Sunday what had happened and we unified that entire group to step forward in Sammy's healing and the love that's been expressed in the way that you talk about it uh, activated um, has been remarkable well at the same time one of our uh, finance people's house burned down uh, completely and oh by the way our controller's family hasn't been heard from in Tonga since the tsunami hit. 
and uh, he can't get a hold of them. That all happened in, you know, three days. Well, wow, that's overwhelming. What made that okay was the grace within our system to step in actively on behalf of the others. And uh, I've been blown away by it. I've been blown away by it in the way people step forward in order to be part of that healing uh, community to make a difference. And it does make a difference. It does. Um, It's just literally played through everything all week long for me. And by the way, it's not going to end on Friday afternoon. This is a long play. Um, Reported from Sammy's wife, conversation with Sammy's wife that the doctors are saying he's making unusually rapid progress. Mm-hmm. Unusually rapid progress. Mm-hmm. Natalie said, uh, please turn your prayer, meditation, light, love, the intention of him getting his mm-hmm. uh, swelling reflex back because that mm-hmm. is going to be key to his recovery. Um, I'm like, what does it mean when around the globe, a hundred people unite in that attention. You're talking intentionality and uh, it does make a difference. That's the grace of the universe in operation. It is. It Bill, is. You, you said earlier, you know, the self is a grasshopper. That's true. <laughs> it may be large compared <laughs> to what it really is, Bob. <laughs> Maybe smaller, but <laughs> I love that from the old Kung Fu grasshopper. (laughs) (laughs) I had the same thought that came through. It's also equally true that you are the universe. That at the core of your being is the singularity. And this is again physics, the toroidal structure of the human field. Yeah. is a singularity which goes to infinity. Yeah. So you are, this is the beauty of this universe. It's, it's microcosmically, holographically organized. So you are the whole, mm-hmm. and you are non-locally immediately connected with the whole. Mm-hmm. You can influence the whole. Yeah. And an intention is how we do it. Mm-hmm. So the ability to focus and attune our intention, mm-hmm. attention, and intention nice. can have healing effects. It literally um, shapes time space. Mm-hmm. And so a phenomenon like our group of us praying for Sammy has effects that our current mental models that most of us carry around, yeah, which are new, largely Newtonian understanding of the reality. Mm-hmm are so far outdated yeah. that it doesn't make room for the possibility of something like this. And so I've actually, I mean, we're actually shifting our thinking from what has been called metaphysics or spiritual or woo-woo is actually the physics of the field, mm-hmm. but, but at a level that our senses can't, don't access in the frequency ranges uh, where our senses don't access, but we can access it through intuition, intention, um, states, higher expanded states of consciousness and so on. We Mm -hmm. can access directly and both be receivers of Mm -hmm. 
right? To be informed by and to intention the future. Yeah. And your description of what's happening with uh, the, the group you mentioned, Taggart's group, it's like, yeah, no, that's actually the meta capacity that we now need much more of uh, and to really embrace it. Yeah. Because that's, yeah, that's, our, that's an inherent power or capacity that comes with each of us. It's a it's magic, you know. I don't know another word to use. And when I use that word, I get dismissed, but I don't care anymore. It was like titling the book with grace. I didn't even care. It's like whatever, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I, that's why I'm interested in physics, whether it'll help or not, or not, because yeah. literally there is a mechanism here. There are mechanics of yes, this. yeah. We're being now described. We're developing supercomputer, quantum computers. Uh-huh. The, the, the latest is 90% accuracy of transmission of data from this computer to this computer. Uh-huh. No wires, no internet. No, it's literally quantum entanglement. Uh-huh. So if you change uh, the data here, it automatically changes here through entanglement. Wow. Right? 90% accuracy. Pretty good. We we we, <laughs> haven't, we haven't let ourselves rewrite our mental models by what is now being learned at uh, fundamental reality how it works. Yeah. So it seems magic. It seems woo woo. It seems it seems it does. right metaphysical, spiritual, and then we can dismiss it. It's not practical. It's not real. No. Um, we don't understand, we don't have the mental models that understand the physics of it. Yeah. So grace has a physics to it. Oh, does it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in honoring time and everything, is there any words of wisdom that you would give to leaders that are like, what is this grace thing? And you know, what or how can I do it? Or why bother? Is there any words of wisdom you want to give the leaders you're working with, the leaders that are just listening to you today? Right off the bat for me, uh, reflecting back on something you said earlier about being still and understanding the importance of the practice of being still mm-hmm. uh, that will inform in a way that doesn't happen otherwise. And if I've got such a busy, active mind going on that I never am able to quiet that and be still to allow myself to be informed, mm-hmm. then um, much of the capacity that's available to me will be missed. And that practice in and of itself is really, really important. I would add to that, Deborah Rowland wrote a book uh, called Still Moving. Mm-hmm. And I love the thought process of still moving and how that can go hand in hand. So how is it that I can bring that with me in my presence in every interaction, meeting, situation I find myself in Uh um, and know that both can be with dual attention. Both can be operating at the same time. I can be still, I can be living and I can be informed by uh, that expands my capacity and capability as a leader in ways that would not happen otherwise. That's a practice and integral leaders have to have that practice in order to be informed. Yeah. And um, 
I would say that the percent of capacity and capability that's used otherwise is significantly low compared to what it needs to be. And uh, it's being required of us. And oh, by the way, it becomes more useful. Better results with less energetic cost. Yes. And that's that practice of being still. That would be one fundamental piece. And bring that into everything that I do. Yeah. So yeah. when I'm in turmoil inside, doesn't matter how I look on the outside, the turmoil in and of itself is going to influence everything that's going on. How do I still that? I love that. Thank you. Yeah, and you did it. Well, I would just echo it. That's exactly where I was going to go. And I, I, I felt in you, Lexi, that place when some, when that person said to you, you disappointed me last night. Mm. And I can feel the ego that goes, Oh boy. But I can also, and I know you know, you, you source this in that moment. You can also feel the part of you that goes, yes, I did. <laughs> I did. And yeah. is like unperturbed by that. Yeah. Like at this level, um, there's no one there to be threatened or nope. the soul is not threatenable. Yeah. Right? And that's to stand in that grace and receive. I did. I did that. And then there's work on like your personality level. Like, mm-hmm. okay, how did I get so triggered? Yep. And at this <laughs> moment, there's that work too. Yeah. Uh, if you can quickly drop in to that still place, you can receive that feedback and there can be a really reconciling uh, conversation. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Lexi, I uh, and Bob, um, this is a new practice in my uh, public self. And that is the acknowledgement of when it's happening, when I'm being informed by grace, when we're being informed by grace, when the spirit is actually working, however it is we define spirit in us. Mm-hmm. And so that gratitude practice, mm-hmm. in addition to what we talked about a moment ago, is the acknowledgement and the gratitude for yes. what's coming in. So as Bob, you were talking and Lexi, you and I were listening and you were nodding. What I felt was uh, a resonance, a warmth, uh, knowing, oh, that's truth. And the acknowledgement of that brings more of it in because the gratitude practice is important. The grace of the universe needs to be recognized, acknowledged, and the gratitude needs to be shown for it. We'll treat our planet and each other differently once we do that. That's for sure. Are you guys seeing what's going on on my computer screen? Absolutely. I was going to call it. I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> I think this is my version of your mountain. It's unbelievable. Yeah. The it's like, wow. 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 Yeah, yeah, you are I lit feel, up. Yeah. I feel so blessed by both of you. Um, in ways that words won't ever be able to describe. So uh, what I'll say is thank you. I love you both. I see you both. And I hope to know you both better in this lifetime. Thank you. Love you also. Thank you for tuning in to The Power of a Graceful Leader. Please join your host, Alexis Thompson, for another enlightening edition of the program soon on the Voice America Empowerment Channel.